what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Good morning, Meredith. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I don't know how I feel about this week's episode of The Bachelorette. I feel like we we took a little bit of a nosedive from last week, but but the rose ceremony really pulled it through for me. Well, it, it seems like we were bouncing back and forth with our two bachelorettes, uh, both uh, on roller coasters of, I'm not sure if I should be here. I don't know if these men are here for me, respect me, as we could expect in such a show. Yeah, I am a little upset with Gabby this week. Rachel is doing better as the bachelorette, you know, they seem to to switch off each week on who's going to be feeling good about the role, who's not going to be feeling good. I need a week where everyone's feeling good. Well, it's just very strange how, uh, I, I guess, there there were gentlemen telling Gabby that, I want to be honest with you, I'm not here for you, which was really bumming her out. But then we get to the rose ceremony, and Rachel's trying to give away her roses, and Several of the guys are saying, hey, I'm not I'm, I'm really not here for you. I'm here for Gabby. It was just sort of uh, an, an interesting uh, turn of events there. It was interesting. I'm sure we'll get into the rose ceremony. I'm sure we will. But let's talk about our highs. What were your highs from the episode this week? Well, I, I guess my biggest the thing that I'm enjoying the most about this whole season is I'm really feeling we're doing well with coming up with names for future pets because first we got Roby, the magician. And then I just really like the name Caramo, Caramo. Who is Caramo? Who's, who's Caramo. Caramo. Well, you can go either way, but I think this will be another great pet name, Caramo. So as soon as I name one pet Roby, I'm going down the Caramo uh, trail because uh, he was a guest. I was blissfully ignorant of who he was. Apparently, he is a celebrity. He Question is mark? one of the hosts of Queer Eye on Netflix. Okay. Well, Are you I, familiar with the show? I am familiar with the original Queer Eye, but not this new, newer version of the Queer Eye. So, I don't know what the original Queer Eye you're referring to is. Well, there was one that was out before this one, and it was... Of gay guys, like, transforming yes. people? They weren't... They were just... Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, you know, or or helping with houses and things like that. And they did had different roles, but it was it, it was amusing for the time. Hmm. Well, I don't think Mom's going to let you get two pets, so I think you should just stick with Roby. Well, maybe if I get some fish or something, you never know. Mm. I I also did enjoy. I enjoyed the Rachel Zach date night. I thought their their movie thing was very very sweet, you know. And the the they had home movies of each other. They were getting a little misty and and whatnot. And I it felt it felt genuine, which I'm not accustomed to feeling with this show. Uh, so I I did enjoy that. Uh, 
It was cute watching them bond over their childhood memories of watching planes take off and land at the airport. I know. That was sort of weird, wasn't it, uh, that they both they had that to share? So I, they, they, they seemed to have a really solid date. They seemed to have a really solid connection. I was... I felt pretty good at first when uh, the individual dates, the one-on-one dates, went to the two guys that I predicted would be the winners in the end. I predicted Zach would end up with Rachel and Eric would end up with Gabby. And those are the two that got the one-on-one dates this week. So I said, hey, it's possible. You never know. Yeah, I feel like a majority of our top four picks are doing quite well. Uh, Another high for me. Zach made me feel good about my dancing ability because he just sort of seemed to get rocked back and forth with Rachel and didn't really seem to have to do too much. He sort of made Rachel do a couple of spins. I was thinking, I can do that. I can dance. So so Zach made me feel good about my dancing. Um, speaking of Zach, a high for me. I love Zach's voice. It's so deep, like very hot. I like it a lot. I could listen to him talk all day. How do you feel about Zach at this point in time? He's a pretty strong contender, don't you think? Oh, yeah. He's super hot. Like that <laughs> That's the kind of guy I would be into. I really like the look of him. I like the sound of him. He's getting, you know, he seems very sweet. He He's letting his emotional side show. I, I'm enjoying Zach. I think that Zach is definitely going to be a top four for Rachel. I... I... I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that pick at this point in time. And, and I'm glad she got that connection that she was wanting after her not-so-good one-on-one date last week. You know, she she's found someone other than Tina that she really connects with. Yeah, and I guess for the last high, I, I – and, and maybe perhaps this is a reach. I'll be, I'll be interested in your perspective on it was at – they, they changed up the rose ceremony to say, all right, you know, we're going to be going on our own individual journeys here. And if uh, uh, Rachel or Gabby offer you a rose, it is coming from them. And if you accept it, you are basically here to date or try to date that person. There were three gentlemen who Rachel offered a rose to that uh, respectfully did not accept it. And uh, I guess I kind of appreciated their honesty. You know, Rachel seemed to be having somewhat of a meltdown and saying, oh, this is so embarrassing, it's public. And I sort of took a step back and said, come on, Rachel, this is television. You know, this is all public. This is all embarrassing. Why is this any more embarrassing than than the rest of the, the show? Uh, now, of course, at the very, very end, as the credits were rolling, we, we saw one of those three guys, Meatball crawling back and uh, saying, well, maybe we could have a connection. Uh, I I, uh, shouldn't have turned down your rose. And it seems to me that in previews, we saw Meatball around. So I'm kind of assuming that uh, she's going to take him back. Well, we saw the previews before we saw the Meatball crawling back, groveling, asking to stay on the show. And I was watching my roommates and we had to pause and rewind. So I was like, that is Meatball right there. He just got sent home and he is right there. And um, this is a low for me, but Rachel taking Meatball back after he rejected her, like that made me lose a little bit of respect for Rachel. But I think we all know he's just like a filler. He's a warm body. 
for the show at this point. He seems relatively amusing, but I don't really see him as a contender. So No, definitely not. So what were your highlights? We talked already about Zach and Rachel, so I'll move past that. Grandpa John is always a highlight for me. He's such a sweet old man. He's very funny, a little vulgar. That's that's how I hope to be when I become old. Is that, um, is that what you is that what you expect of me someday? I don't think that you will be quite as vulgar as him, no. But maybe as you get older, you just will stop caring and you'll you'll let your guard down. Well, yeah, perhaps I'll lose some of my faculties and not be able to control certain things. There we go. And although I did not like the date of like a sound bath, whatever that is, I I liked Grandpa John's energy and positivity throughout. And he's like, you know, any new experience is a good experience at my age. And I think that that could be true for lots of people to say. I, I enjoy Grandpa John. I just I felt like we're rolling him out a little bit early. Yeah, I, I, agree. I, 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 I it seems like we should be saving him for for something more important and not bringing him out in the third third episode. But that was yeah, maybe fun. like after she knows the guys a bit better. Like she should get to know Eric without Grandpa John. And I found myself getting concerned that that uh, watching. I'm not sure what they were doing at the, at the beginning of their date, but uh, you know, throughout the date, I, it made me feel pretty weird because I felt I was relating more to Grandpa John than I was to uh, uh, Gabby and Eric. So that's that's concerning. Because of the sound bath. Well, definitely because. Well, I'm not sure they connected on that, but I don't know. I just uh, I I don't know. I feel like am I closer in age to Grandpa John? This is worrying me. Probably, yeah. That's great, great. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to do some quick maths in my head. Okay. I won't. I won't uh, spill the beans on your age on the podcast. Don't worry. Thanks. He's older than Gabby. People. Any other highs? I think it's got to be pretty cool to get to go on a pro football field, like in the big stadium, being out on the field, just hanging out. I was like searching for highs at this point, but I, I just. I think that would be a cool date, cool experience. I don't understand like who's changing out the like props out on the field. You know, she is sitting on a picnic blanket with Avon having champagne, throwing a football. And then two scenes later, she's on a couch on the field with Tino. But you don't think that these bachelors bring I'm, I'm going to bring a football to impress her or I'm going to bring a couch to impress her. You think that maybe there's some behind the scenes stuff going on. Oh, I definitely think Tino packed a couch for that date. Yeah. yeah he's a strong guy. He can probably carry a couch around. My last high is I, I love getting to see the like Rachel and Gabby moments. Like at the beginning of the episode, we see Gabby sitting out on the porch, like drinking her morning cup of coffee. Rachel come out, them having girl time. I like seeing Rachel comforting Gabby when she's upset with when the men start rejecting her during the group date. Like I like that girl time that we get. I enjoy that a lot because we've, we've never seen that before on the show with two leads. Yeah. They, they seem to be supporting one another. I, would you assume, you know, we, we you know, mentioned the whole rose ceremony. We're going to have our separate journeys. Do you think that they compare notes and say, 
look, you know, I'm sort of into this Tino guy, you know, I'm going to offer him the rose, stay away from him. Do, do you think any of that stuff's going on there? Well, I think it's done now. What do you think before the rose ceremony they'd had that conversation? Yeah, I think that they, like, going into the rose ceremony knew who was going which team. Well, apparently Rachel didn't know everyone that was interested in her team because she whiffed on three roses. Well, she could have picked some of the guys that she knew were her team because they had rudely told Gabby as such. Right. But she decided for the most part not to keep those guys. Well, that sort of brings us to low lights. Yeah, we'll get into it. My first low was Gabby going over to the house to spend more time with the guys during Rachel's one-on-one date. And then getting upset that they aren't putting in the effort for her. And I was just kind of confused. I think the guys were confused on what was going on with her stopping by. They didn't know if they were like supposed to pull her for some one-on-one time or just like hang out spend time as a group like I just don't think that she made it clear what she was expecting from that experience well it it was weird but it was all it also did seem I, I think we're used to when we watch this show that when the bachelorette or the bachelor whomever shows up all the contestants just flutter around him or her. So it just seemed the, the whole same thing seemed strange in that there were some guys, there was some guys chatting with her. Uh, there was another group of guys just sort of sitting on the couch, not really doing anything, which apparently there's not much to do. We've taken your phones. We've cut you off from civilization. You can work out, you can eat, you can sleep. I don't know what else you, you know, you can hang out and we're going to wait until you say stupid things and put them on television. That's pretty much it. So it would, you know, I, I hear what you're saying that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Gabby did not really make clear what she wanted to happen there, but I, I do, I do count it as a missed opportunity for a lot of the guys that seem to be just sitting on their butts. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of them were probably team Rachel and I think when she sat down on the couch with all of them and was trying to talk to them as a group, like it was just really awkward. It's well, you can't just talk one on 20 guys. It's just, well, it's weird. Well, it, it seems to me that if, if I was interested in Gabby, I probably would have tried to steal her away and say, Hey, I'm glad you're here. Can we go talk for a little bit? And, and maybe I, I think that would have been a good move by somebody. Yeah, probably would have, but you know, they're probably trying to, not step on each other's toes. They don't know the rules of this. It's all new with two bachelorettes, blah, blah, blah. I think you're cutting them too much slack, but okay. Um, I think Gabby was spiraling too too easily. Well, I I think we might both be right. All right, next. um, The actual date portion of Rachel and Zach's date where there's a fake movie premiere with fake paparazzi and the fake red carpet. That was really cringy to me. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Like it was sweet that they're like, that Karamo set up the date for them and everything, but the fact that it was all fake was just kind of, ugh. 
It's 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 the best. Come on, this whole show is fake, and you're going to get upset about that. Come on, they could have gone to like some indie movie premiere, like a real movie premiere, probably. Like, I, I don't know. It just seemed weird. And also, a hot take: watching other people's home movies kind of sucks. Well, so maybe for you and I watching their home movies, if we're if it's someone that you're possibly dating sitting there watching their home movies is probably amusing and you might enjoy that wouldn't you maybe but probably not on a first date okay well i it it seemed to me it just sort of seemed like a nice they they seem to be more genuine and during that date than i'm accustomed to them being um you know they were they were both tearing up a little bit you know and sometimes i think they put some some fake emotion and fake tears into it, and and uh, you know, hearing their family say encouraging things to them and share how they really feel uh, to me seemed uh, realer than most of these uh, dates that we see. Yeah, that's fair. Next, low. I just wrote, "What is a sound bath?" Seems well, like the- a bunch of hippy dippy nonsense to me. Yeah, so like the whole Eric Gabby date seemed I, I I I didn't really enjoy that much and and certainly the beginning of the date with with Grandpa John they went and and some woman Kersha came out and said we're going she's going to be their sound ceremony host and we're going to do some sort I think she said energetic clean clearing cleaning on you I don't know it was. It was weird stuff, and Eric did not seem – he did not seem to be in the right place for him. He, to me, he didn't seem to be enjoying himself. He seemed to be reacting like I would be reacting of, you know, why, you know, why are we here? This is Looney Tune stuff. And uh, Grandpa John took a nap. Good move by him. Yeah, you know, if I were Eric, I'd be like, okay, Nate got to go on a helicopter – last week to a hot tub in the middle of nowhere and I'm doing a sound bath with Grandpa John and then going bowling with him and some other grandma that we find on the streets. <sighs> yeah. So I, I I I didn't enjoy that date and I'll go further to say the alone time they had with Eric and Gabby, you know, they're they're talking. Gabby is doing most of the talking and and basically trying to share with Eric how challenging this has been and she doesn't know if she is good at being the bachelorette or should be the bachelorette he's just saying uh-huh uh-huh and then she has to go away for a while and then and, and get herself together and i gotta tell you eric striking me as the guy who's like uh-oh i'm dating the crazy girl I, he did not seem to be, to me, he didn't seem to be into it. He didn't seem to be showing uh, a lot of interest or empathy. Uh, honestly, made me think of, I think he would rather be with Rachel. What's your take? I didn't think he wasn't into it, but he didn't seem into it either. He seemed like pretty middle of the road, indifferent. I don't know. Like I, I feel like it's also hard because what Gabby's experiencing now and what she's experienced in the past with her mom isn't something that's easily relatable. So I'm not sure how he's supposed to like sympathize or empathize. Like he 
doesn't get it. And she that's why she got upset. She's like, it's so hard to like, how do you explain to someone that your mom doesn't love you? I, I, I just got the sense he wasn't trying. You know, he, yeah, he, he just seemed disinterested to me. He doesn't seem like the best match for Gabby to me. I'm, I'm still team Nate. Yeah, I, I, I think that he would be on top of the leaderboard now. I, I, you know, you and I both picked Eric to end up with Gabby, but I've, I've got color me concerned. Speaking of bad dates, I do not like the photography dates each season. They're just not for me. I think they're pretty dumb, but at least they weren't all wedding pictures like they normally are. Like we had some funny ones, like even giving birth to baby meatball, but it's just, I don't know. It seems dumb to me. Yeah. I, I, that didn't do much for me. Um, you know, I, you know, coach, coach Kirk, uh, hit by a bus or something. I'm not sure what his situation is, but I, I'm I'm surprised that he is still around. You know, to me, he has been rather useless, and and he doesn't really seem to fit in to me with the whole group. I don't know. I I just I don't I don't really I don't get him. I feel like we've got a lot of warm bodies. We've got a lot of filler, a lot of guys that we know aren't going anywhere. I think we've got a lot of those on Team Gabby now. Well, and, and, you know, finally on the, on the group date part, uh, we, we had this parade of fellows uh, sitting down with Gabby to explain that uh, I'm, I'm really not here for you. I'm, I want you to know this. I'm here for Rachel. But they did it in such a poor way. You know, it's such an insulting. I, I, I can't imagine that they meant to be insulting, but it, it did come off as insulting for, for, for a lot of them. And, and uh, uh, I think Tyler was okay in the way he did it, but then Hayden said, you know, you're rough around the edges. Well, that's rude. Um, and, and Tarzan it, saying, if you were the only person here, I wouldn't be here. I know. That's, uh, that's how, are you, how is that supposed to be taken a good way? I have no idea. So, so uh, that, was, that was really poor. That was really I put that as lows part. as well. Not yeah. good, guys. My last low, I, I, I kind of felt like our our silly host Jesse. Yeah, you know, we, you know, basically we've gone this far saying, you know, you know, Rachel and Gabby, you know, we've never done this. You're making the rules, and then the first time that a guy doesn't take a rose, he pops in and says, "Well, you know, the rule is that if uh, the guy doesn't take the rose, sorry, uh, Rachel, I got to take that rose back." So, you know, those, that's fewer roses that she can give out, fewer guys that can be on, quote, unquote, her team. And, you know, that seemed to come out. I, I don't think we knew that rule going into the rose ceremony. I felt that Jesse was changing the rules. I, I don't like Jesse to start with, so that bothered me. Yeah, I'll get into the rose ceremony later, but I'm a numbers person, and I do not understand the math on how any of this works, you know, Rachel had two guys already. Gabby had one going into the rose ceremony. Rachel started handing out roses and she was the one to hand out the last one when they were going back and forth. And she had three roses taken away from her, but they still are going to end up with the same amount of guys. 
I, I, do they end up with the same amount of guys? I don't know. I mean, with maybe they're all coming back. They both have nine. Okay. Well, I, I didn't do the, I didn't do the math. So how many, how many guys did we off last night? I think four, all three of the guys that rejected Rachel went home except for meatball now. Yeah. And then Tarzan went home. Okay. So if everyone had accepted their roses, only Tarzan would have gone home, I guess. But then, I don't know. Then it seems like Rachel would have had 11 guys and Gabby would have had nine. It makes no sense. The math is not mathing. You're such an accountant. All right, let's, let's move on. Right reason. I'm giving it to Nate. I really didn't want to give it to anyone else. No one else really jumped out at me. And I'm still obsessed with Nate. And he's making Gabby feel special, even though they only get a little bit of time together during the one-on-one. And I think that she really needed that. She had been having a tough week. So Nate's my right reason. I actually, I had Nate down for the right reason as well. When they were doing their awful uh, photo shoot, you know, and, and they gave everyone different costumes and there were some really bad costumes. And then there were ones that put you in a position to probably have a, a, a better take. Nate got the, I'm going to dress in a suit or tuxedo or something and, and give you a proposal. And yeah, some of this is acting, but he, again, he's, he comes off as pretty genuine and sincere and, and uh, watching the, the, the beautiful kind world words he said in his faux proposal to uh, uh, Gabby. I, I agree with you. I said, uh, right reason for Nate. I think he's, He's, uh, he's looking pretty good right now. I agree. My wrong reason, I hate to do this, but I'm giving it to Gabby. She's just been way too in her head about being lovable. She thinks she's too complicated and difficult to be loved. And it's, and it's getting her too upset. Like, it's sad to see, and I hope she's able to move past it and realize that so many people are interested in her and want to get to know her. It's just she was spiraling way too much this week. Well, I'm giving my wrong reason to Eric because I just felt that he was unable to show any emotion or empathy uh, as Gabby was getting as Gabby was getting emotional and upset. Uh, I didn't think that he was able to connect to Gabby when she needed it. Uh, it just struck me as he wanted to be somewhere else when all that was going down. Uh, he looked bored. Um, and as I said, he just, he, he just uh, to me, seemed to be the guy that was realizing that he was with the person that he doesn't want to be with. And uh, so I, I, I got to say, Eric, sorry, mm-hmm. wrong reason. I hope I hope that's not true. I do too, but that's that's. So I'm not sure who else Gabby has at this point besides Nate. Nate's fine. Go with Nate. Let's end this thing. You know, we can we can Gabby can choose Nate next week, and we'll just do Rachel for the rest of the season. No, the, we're not pulling a Claire Crawley here. Okay. Okay. All right, my MVP says I'm not picking a person. I'm picking the rose ceremony. I thought it was the best part of the episode. You know, deciding to separate make the men choose between them you know they're taking back their power by letting the men have one more decision and then they're done and it was like one of those car crashes where you know you shouldn't look but you can't stop and I was just dying at all the rejections it was like a funny 
cringy kind of die. Like, I loved it and I hated it at the same time. We knew it was coming. We'd seen commercials of, of Rachel getting rejected all the time. And then all of the guys end up going home, you know, before Meatball grovels his way back into the house. But it was just so funny. And I loved watching Jesse Palmer come in so many times to take the rejected roses. It was hilarious. And getting rejected by Meatball, like, that would be a personal low for me. I don't know if I find Meatball that bad. Um, but uh, he's not a serious contender. He is a joke. Like his persona on the show is a joke. Well, I, I, I guess I, on one level, appreciated the guys being honest and just not accepting the rose. Of course, then Meatball comes back and says, "Oh, by the way, I, I do have some feelings for you." Uh, so my feelings uh, got deeper when I realized I was going home because <laughs> I really wanted to hang out here for a while. I really um, want to go to Europe. Yeah. So, I, you know, I was thinking about the whole Jesse thing, and I think what I, I think that might what might rub me the wrong way is to me Jesse comes off as more of a contestant. You know, he should be one of the the guys that's on Bachelor as a contestant, as opposed to a quote unquote host. You know, and and I'm going to sound like the old guy here, but Chris Harrison felt more like the parent figure. Of, of this, you know, the wise older guy, Jesse doesn't strike me as wise at all. So I, I guess that's what, here? what's that? You being ageist? I don't know. Am I? I don't know. But I'm just telling you that, uh, you know, Chris Harrison just felt like he had uh, more to offer the, the bachelors, bachelorettes than, than Jesse does. Well, he had a lot more experience. Maybe Jesse will get that as we move forward. This is his first season of The Bachelorette that he's hosting. Yeah, bring back Tasia. Amen. Any fatherly advice to wrap us up? A few things I noticed. uh, When when Zach showed up for his one-on-one date uh, with Rachel, he looked like a bum. You know, he had like a t-shirt on and, and she was dressed really nicely. So... Uh, you know, let's let's be careful about how we present ourselves out there. In most social occasions, you're better off overdressing for the situation than underdressing. So just uh, remember that. Uh, you know, I, I it bugged me that the guys didn't pay that much attention to Gabby when she stopped by the house. So you know, let's 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 pay ladies the attention that they deserve. Come on, guys, get off your butts there. And uh, finally. You know, words matter and they can burn bridges. You know, when when these guys were telling Gabby that uh, they were there for Rachel and uh, Gabby was rough around the edges and so on and so forth. Come on, man, you're on TV. These girls talk to one another. You can't talk to people like that. You know, they, you got you to really work on that. Words matter. So be careful about that. Well, that's the fatherly advice we needed to get us through the rest of the week. I, I hope I hope it's helpful. It's all there for you, honey. Oh, thanks, Dad. We'd like to thank The Mesh for hosting our podcast. And if you like what you're hearing, feel free to give us a five-star rating and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And join us next time as we discuss more of Gabby and Rachel's season from The Right Perspective and my dad's.
You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.